Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyes, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Carly Lane. And for this episode of Supergirl Radio and this hour of the DC TV podcast fundraiser marathon, we are going to hold the second annual Supergirl Radio Awards. We did this last year and had a lot of fun, so we're going to do it again. And uh, so what that means is we have created some categories in each one of us. Carly and I will be selecting winners. And if you are in the chat room, feel free to submit your picks along with us. It's going to be very participatory, so please pick some winners. Um, But before we get started, we would like to remind everyone that if you are able to, head over to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser to uh, donate to the World Wildlife Fund. And if you do donate, uh, you'll be automatically entered into a giveaway that includes a Supergirl comic signed by Mr. Sterling Gates. We love Sterling Gates here at Supergirl Radio, so that is very exciting. So if you donate, you'll be automatically entered into a raffle to possibly win that. At Supergirl Radio, we share Kako's concern for pelicans, and it turns out (laughs) that the World Wildlife Fund is helping an endangered species known as the Dalmatian pelican. The Dalmatian pelican remains a globally threatened species with a total population of between 10,400 and 13,900 individuals. The main threats to Dalmatian pelicans in Greece are human disturbance of the colonies during breeding season, illegal hunting and power line collisions, and increasing installation of wind turbines on mountain ridges. WWF Greece supports the Society for the Protection of Prespa in the valuable work for the conservation of the Prespa the Prespa Basin. They aim to meet the need to conserve and properly manage Greek wetlands to safeguard the species colonies and to effectively control illegal hunting. So uh, it's, if you are concerned like we are about the pelicans, hashtag save the pelicans. Uh, we, we know that Cara Danvers was supposed to report about the pelicans dying in the trash, uh, the trash dump on Supergirl and she totally dropped the ball. Snapper was very upset uh, but we have the opportunity to help with uh, the World Wildlife Fund help these uh, Dalmatian pelicans and uh, do what they can to uh, help them prosper and, and continue to thrive. So if you would like to donate, go and do that at dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser. And let me refresh the page here just to make sure we have the most up to date. So right now, as uh, as we are talking, we have raised one thousand and sixty five dollars and we have reached seventy one percent of our goal, which is at fifteen hundred dollars. So 
I think it would be awesome if we could push that number up, those numbers up a little bit higher. And uh, if you want to, maybe if you donate, write, you know, hashtag save the Pelicans in your comment when you donate uh, through the page, that would be pretty awesome. So let's raise some money uh, for the, the World Wildlife Fund during this hour. So, okay. So the reason we are here is we're going to dish out some winners. Uh, we're going to pick some winners for our second annual Supergirl Radio Awards. So let's get to it, Carly. So our first category is Best Episode. So we're going to go straight to it. So we have all of these episodes that aired in Season 2. Which one would you say is the like cream of the crop, the best episode that they uh, put out in Season 2? I, you know, what's funny is I, right before we came on, I was looking at the list and it was so hard for me to just pick one really good one. <laughs> um, see, I feel like I have favorite episodes. Now, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to favorite I episodes. No, no, I know. And I don't know if my best and my favorite are the same. I think. They don't have to be. I think, I want to say, uh. At least one of the best for me was Exodus, ah. which is the one where Cadmus starts abducting aliens. Uh, it's the one where Kara tries to get Snapper to publish an article on it. Uh, so she blobs it herself. Uh, ah. it's, the, it's the one where Alex and Maggie find Jeremiah and he basically turns on them. Uh, it's the one where Kara stops the ship from basically shooting into space with all the kidnapped aliens on it. Uh, I, th I feel like that was one of the ones where it was for the first time in a long time, the show felt like Supergirl again. Um, but uh, other than that, let's see, the two-part finale, I think, was, was super strong. But overall, for me, it was definitely Exodus. I, I kind of hate that it sounds like a cheat that maybe I'm going to pick the same episode, but I would, <laughs> I, but I would agree. I think, uh, when I look, when I look back, I think Exodus is the episode that stands out for me the most in terms of the quality and, and the super girlness of the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, the moment, the moment where she has that connection with Alex through the, the window pane of the, the ship. I, I think that to me is the embodiment of the Supergirl TV series. So I would say Exodus and um, there, let's see some of the people in the chat room. So Megan says uh, she thinks the best episode of season two was City of Lost Children, which was a, a, a very good episode, a very good mm -hmm. James episode in particular. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see. See, Megan Run says Alex, also a good choice. Also, a very see, good. I would have. That's one I'm going to pick for our next category, I think. Okay, all right, hold on to that one. Uh, <laughs> we, we get uh, Wally West 27 says The Last Children of Krypton and Supergirl Lives. So we get a tie from Wally West. And uh, the 108th Sage says We Can Be Heroes. Very good choice. Um, we've got some Alex and Mr. and Mrs. Mixias Pitalik uh, are some mentions in the chat room. So good choices uh, from the chat on best episodes. So Carly, let's move on to favorite episode. And this this could be the same episode. It could not be the the same episode. It could be different. So, which one would you say is your favorite episode? That like, if you could rewatch it, let's say you're stranded on a, a deserted island <laughs> and you could only watch one episode of Supergirl, which one would you pick? Uh, oh, I don't. But I, do I have to just pick one though? I feel like I have a lot of favorites. 
uh, or not best? Yes, I'm putting my foot down. You have to right, pick number, one. You have to number, make a choice. All right, all right. Number one favorite <laughs> would would be Alex. Um, because I feel like, I mean, people are mentioning it as one of the best. I don't think overall it's one of the best episodes because I felt like Malvern for me as a villain was a little iffy. Um, but it was really good for character relationships. Like it was really good for Alex and Maggie and it was really good for Alex and Kara and Kara and Maggie even, because you get, you get the two of them, you know, having to kind of come to terms with each other and how their different approaches to how to save Alex. And then Alex turning around and basically just staying alive, doing whatever she can to stay alive. Um, so Alex, I think number one favorite, uh, but I have some other favorites uh, as well that I, if, if, if I'm okay to say them. <laughs> okay. All right. So for the sake of just hearing it out, uh, all right, which, all right. which, one, which would be your honor, honorable, we'll, we'll give a category of honorable mentions for favorite. All right. episode. Honorable mentions would go to Supergirl lives. Cause I loved uh, the portal and the red planet. Uh, Supergirl losing her powers. And the solar, they had like the solar bomb at the end. All that stuff was really cool. Uh, Martian Chronicles, which I'm going to probably mention in another category later on. Uh, Luther's for sure uh, is a really, really fun episode for me. Because it's just so, it's, you know, Lena testifying against Lillian and <laughs> all this fun little like teasing stuff. Um, all the all the little hints that, you know, like all the things of the stockpiled alien weapons that are set up in the facility. Um, what was the other one I was going to mention? Uh, Martian Chronicles, I said. Luther's, I said. What was the other one? I can't remember. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on it now. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, uh, Resist for sure, because Cat Grant came back. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it for me in terms of runner-ups. Okay. Uh, so my favorite episode, the one that I would probably want to queue up and rewatch, would be Mr. and Mrs. McChess Pitalik. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that that was a very refreshing episode in terms of the way the show is structured. It had uh, a quirky villain who who mm-hmm. ended up being very dangerous. Like Mr. Yeah. And Mrs. He was he's very powerful. He can he can do a lot of damage, and he's very chaotic and uh, mischievous, and so he can do some, some real damage. Like he seems silly, but super, I mean, he's a real threat to Supergirl. but I really liked the way she stood up to him, the way she able, she was able to figure it out intellectually. She didn't have to use her fists. She used her brain and she did it with orange juice. And, uh, that was very awesome to me. So I, I really enjoyed Mr. And Mrs. Mixius Pitalik. And I think that would be my choice for favorite episode of season two. Um, I think in the chat, we've got some, uh, we've got a lot of varied, uh, de- uh, decisions here. We have the last children of Krypton, uh, resist and nevertheless, she persisted. We have some love for star because that is the introduction to Monel's parents, uh, some Terry Hatcher and Kevin Sorbo. So that is good stuff. Uh, changing, uh, was mentioned by, uh, our friend Andy Vibact, uh, which was early on in the season. Um, so some good choices. Also Ace Reporter, uh, Wally West 27 mentions Ace Reporter, mm-hmm. uh, which, which featured Kara's reporting blobbing skills that uh, we probably didn't get enough of, I would say. So hopefully we'll see more of that in season three. 
Um, okay, so let's go to another category that is about episodes. So this is this category is underrated episode that more people should be talking about. So underrated episodes, Carly, which one uh, would you suggest? Uh, so this is the one I'm also going to say Martian Chronicles for because, uh, I mean, I know I, on the show before I've talked about bottle episodes and how much I love them, but I really like what the show did uh, in terms of trap keeping everybody trapped in the DEO. And then you don't know who the white Martian really is because he can shapeshift into other people. So that was really fun, especially when the twist when the twist when... Alex is actually the white Martian at the, at one point and you're like, yeah. oh, snap. It was good. I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of really cool. Um, there's just a lot of really cool twists in that episode. And I think um, I, I liked the scene where uh, even the scene where John Jones didn't want to put his hand near the fire because he's afraid of the fire, but then it makes him look like he's the white Martian. Like all that, you know, all that kind of like, stuff where everybody's a little little freaked out and paranoid and I like yeah, that it was stuff. A, it was a pretty intense episode and if I recall, because sometimes it's easy to forget, but I think Jeremiah is in that episode. Some sometimes oh, yeah, is he? <laughs> I think Jeremiah comes and goes. We sometimes forget about him. Uh, but <laughs> like the show does. <laughs> But, uh, but uh, yeah, there are a lot of good twists and turns in that one. Um, I, I like the moment in that one when uh, Wynn is the White Martian. That That's actually pretty cool. It was good to see oh, some yeah. of those characters get to uh, do something different. Yeah, he gets, Jeremy Jordan gets to do a little stunt work, which is kind of fun. Yeah, he gets to do something he doesn't normally get to do. Uh, I think for me, I got to give it up to the stellar directing by Rebecca Johnson <laughs> in We Can Be Heroes. I got to give it up. Uh, that was a good episode. It featured uh, probably my all-time favorite villain on the show, Livewire. And Livewire sort of had to team up with Supergirl a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was a good way to use Livewire. And so I really liked that my favorite villain was in an episode directed by Rebecca Johnson. So <laughs> I got to give it up. More people should watch it. Go and watch it if you haven't. Rewatch it if you've already watched it. Uh, so I would definitely give it up. For that, um, let's see. We got a. We got a. The chat is hopping with uh, episode titles. Um, so, for underrated episode, uh, the chat seems uh, to like Martian Chronicles, City of Lost Children. Uh, a lot of people said City of Lost Children. That was a good. That was a good episode. Uh, Wally West twenty seven says we can be heroes because Livewire. Yes, I would agree. And uh, so, and a lot of people like even uh, Megan down there in the chat. Uh, loves Livewire. I, I hope we get to see Livewire again in season three. I feel like she should show up at least once a season because she I is would agree. Supergirl's, Supergirl's nemesis. She's her um, nemesis. Sis, sis, sis. Yeah, she's she's her, <laughs> her evil pen pal. So that, that seems like she should show back up. All right, so let's get into some acting categories. Uh, so, Carly, who would you say uh, in season two would uh, put in the best performance by an actress? Who would you say was the best actress? Kyler Lee, hands down. Uh, from I feel like overall, Alex had such a great, compelling storyline this season. And Kyler Lee got to do so much good stuff. Not just like the badass, the badassness in Alex, but the really great emotional arc early in the season. Um, you know, her coming out storyline, which 
I can't believe it's one of those things like I can't believe it all happened in the same season. Doesn't it feel so long ago? <laughs> it feels it like does. so much time has passed. It almost feels like it happened last season, but it, then I have to rem- remind myself it didn't. Um, but yeah, for me, Kyler Lee, hands down as Alex was, was best actress. Yeah, I it's tough because when I think of like the overall performances, I'm like, Melissa Benoist is so good. Like she she nails it every time she does something. But I will, for the sake of choosing one, I will give it to Kyler Lee as well uh, mm-hmm. because she she did have to um, carry a storyline and she did it very well. It was very convincing and she did it I, I think with a lot of heart and she put a lot into it. So I would definitely give it to uh, Kyler Lee this season. Um, so we've got uh, some love for Kyler Lee in the chat. And uh, Wally West 27 says Melissa Benoist. I always mm-hmm. love her portrayal. Ara. Um, she, she is she is the show's, I mean, true to Supergirl form, she is the secret weapon of the show. Um, any Anytime she needs to, to really make it happen, uh, Melissa Benoist always delivers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people are giving it up for Kyler Lee. So uh, that is good to see. Um, so let's move on to best actor. Who would you say put in the best performance of season two by an actor? Oh, see, this is hard because I feel like, I feel like a lot of, I the, the actors on the show for me this season had good moments, like good strong moments. Like I want to say, I, I in my opinion, Makad Brooks, in spite of the fact that he didn't get much to work with throughout the course of the season, really brought it home for me in City of Lost Children. Um, I think Chris Wood, even though I didn't <laughs> care much for <laughs> Monel, um, really committed to the character. <laughs> and and I think that's why at the end I like I felt like he was more likable just because he brought that humor and that goofiness and I think he, um, in terms of the comedic timing, did a really good job for me. Um, David Harewood is, like, the rock of the show, though. Like, I I think John Jones... Again, it, it's one of those things where I think this season, like, the actresses kind of dominated more so than the actors. Um, I love the female characters on the show. I'm really glad they're getting a significant spotlight. Um but I do think the actors were there as kind of like their support system, which I'm totally fine with. So, but overall, I think uh, McCann had a really good uh, rounded out the season strong for me. Um, Chris Wood definitely has a great comedic timing, but David Harewood was just really solid from start to finish. So I agree with you when you say that the actors kind of just got moments and they didn't have, they they don't have real fleshed out storylines. I guess Makad, you know, James did have the Guardian thing. He sort yeah. of transitioned into a vigilante, and uh, David Harewood had the stuff with Martian Manhunter and Miss Martians. So there was that, um, but they, I, I kind of wish they had like you know real solid stories. Uh, so maybe that will be something we see in the future. And David Harewood, he is always really good when they give him something substantial to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, especially when they flash back to Mars and what's happened to his family. I, he just, he absolutely nails it every time. I mm-hmm. think for me, if I had to pick one, uh, I would say that Makad Brooks won me over in City of Lost mm-hmm. Children. I, was, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was hating on Guardian. I, w- I was not thrilled 
I guess that's mm-hmm. fair to say. <laughs> yeah, we were, well, it wasn't our favorite. I mean, I don't yeah, think yeah. anybody, like, we weren't like, oh, James is the worst this season, you know? Like, it wasn't anything that had to do with, and definitely not anything to do with Makad. Like, right, I think right, it was right. more like we, our concern was the direction the character was being taken in and whether or not it was right for the story. But I do think that, I agree, though, I think they kind of redeemed, they gave him that episode and redeemed it a little bit for me. So, um, you know, yeah, it's one of those things where I don't think there's a wrong answer to this question. There isn't. No no answer is right or wrong. It's just your opinion. Um, but yeah, it sort of makes me uh, think of the movie Dumb and Dumber when <laughs> Jim Carrey's character is like, you don't, no, is it the other guy? One of them is like, you went and totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> I think that is what happened with Makad Brooks in City of Lost Children. He totally redeems him, te- redeemed himself just because he got a good story. He played it well. Um, James had that connection with the little boy, and uh, that really won me over. So I would give it up to Makad Brooks this season. Um, so the chat, uh, Dave Jones uh, gives it up to David Harewood. We've got some love for Jeremy Jordan uh, by the 108th Sage. Uh, because of his turn as a white Martian and his performance in duet. We forget that he he did some singing. Yeah, so here's, here's that. Uh, Wally West 27 says, unpopular opinion, I'm sure. <laughs> That's okay. I'm used to, I'm I like my middle name should be unpopular opinion. Uh, but Wally West 27 says, Christopher Wood as Monel. Uh, let's see. Andy says, McCod and David. Uh, and Megan says David Harewood. Oh, we've got some love for David, more David Harewood love and Chris Wood. Um, so, and also we got some Snapper Car love. I feel like Snapper Car didn't get enough to really, you know, bring out the Snapper Carness of the character. And I think the what would make his performance go over the top would be if he had done some snapping like that. I mean, <laughs> I would have given it up to Snapper Car and Ian Gomez. If he had really committed to the snapping. Yeah. Uh, to commit them snaps. We're, 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 we're docking points for no snaps. Sorry. That's how it goes on Supergirl Radio. Uh, so, uh, and let's get to some uh, character stuff. Uh, so, favorite actor. Uh, no, favorite character. I uh, read it wrong. Favorite character, Carly. Who would you say uh, grabbed your attention the most in season two? This is like main characters, right? Not supporting or yes. Let's let's do main characters, main cast in this one. Okay. Um, definitely Alex. <laughs> I feel like my answers are going to be pretty uh, consistent. I Alex, I think for sure. And then anytime Kara got a really good, like good Supergirl moment, it made me really happy. Um, but yeah, Alex, I was always excited to see. Um, I, there's somebody I want to say, but I can't because they're not main. So not main character. Uh, <laughs> can't say it. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Alex was number one. Kara was a close second. Um, and John Jones, always, always John Jones. I was always like space dad. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it. I think out of the regular cast, everybody else, you know, Everybody else I love, but not as much as the two Danvers sisters. Uh, I, I, it is. This is a tough category. This is a really. Yeah. This, is, this is a tough one. I think for me, I'm gonna have to go Car Danvers Supergirl because mm-hmm. any anytime she's on screen and she uh, does 
anything, whether it's watching classic movies on TV. Uh, I, I can connect to her, which is weird because I don't have heat vision. I don't have super strength. Um, but, uh, I think every time she's, she's doing something, I'm, I'm very invested in what Kara is doing. So I would have to say Kara Danvers slash Supergirl. Uh, let's see. We got something from the chat. Oh, we've got some varied opinions here. Okay. So Dave Jones says, when Andy says Lena, a Wally West 27 says Monel. Megan says James. Uh, 108 Sage says Alex, uh, Jamie C says Alex and Kara, and uh, Philly Superman uh, says, as much as I want to say Kara, I'd have to say Alex, because she had the most story to work off of dealing with a lot of emotions and great and a great well-fleshed-out story. Uh, and Krypton Site says uh, Alex, because her story was a human experience, uh, which Kara lost a little bit by <laughs> dating an alien. Also love Jean Jones. Uh, so... Lots of different opinions for uh, favorite characters, so that's good to see. Uh, so let's move on to uh, this. This is going to be a really intense category. Lots of choices. So favorite mm. gu- favorite guest star, Carly. We had a lot of great guest gu- guest stars this season on season two of Supergirl. Lots of stunt casting. Uh, we we had Callista Flockhart come back. We had Terry Hatcher come on. Uh, Brenda Strong made a. a, a I hate to use the pun, but a strong impression on season two. <laughs> uh, we had Superman. Uh, Barry Allen came back. Uh, we had Roulette and Mr. Mizzy X Pitalik and Miss Martian. And, uh, you know, God love them. The Danvers, they showed up eventually. And uh, then we lost Jeremiah, Jeremiah again. We don't know where he is. Uh, but, <laughs> but he's somewhere. He's somewhere. Um, so we had Helen Slater and Dean Kane. We had Linda Carter. Uh, so we had a lot of... Uh, guest stars, including some big names. So if you could narrow it down to one person, which I know it's tough, uh, we're we're also going to, I think, include Brian the Alien in this category um, because he was a recurring character. So I would would classify him as a guest star. Uh, So which one out of this big list would you say is your favorite guest star? Oh, it's so hard. Um, Because there's... Looking at this list... You know, and we, we've said before that season two has been kind of like hit and miss at times, but looking at this list, man, we got some good guest stars this season, (laughs) like really good ones. Um, I think I'm going to say Katie McGrath is Lena Luthor though. I feel like Lena coming into the cast was really great. It kind of gave a nice, uh, and, and nice little shake up. Kara had a new friend. Um, it was a it was a spin on the traditional Luther super super person dynamic, and it was two ladies, which I love. And now we know that Lena's coming back as a series regular for season three, so that, that's going to change, obviously. But I think overall, like her arc her relationship with her mother, her trying to come to get out from under her family's shadow, um, her relationship with Kara, Kara being fiercely defensive of Lena, like that whole dynamic. And then, and then um, her acting in Ace Reporter with Jack Spear, like it's a relationship you find out about in the course of a 42 minute episode. And somehow by the end, you're devastated when he dies, you know? And I think that's like, that's a huge Testament to Katie McGrath. So I think it's going to have to, I'm going to have to give it to her for all 
favorite in terms of how much she got to do over the course of the season, even though I do love a lot of other characters on this list. I have to say that's a somewhat of a surprising choice, Carly. But I why I is that surprising? Why is that I don't know. Surprising? I I don't know. I I guess I didn't expect that uh, you would go Lena, but I like it. I think it's a good choice. Very good choice. Uh, yeah, it's a tough. It's a tough one. It's a really tough. It's list. so tough. Like I feel like there's so many other names on this list that could easily, like Terry Hatcher for sure, Brenda yeah. Strong for sure, um, Linda Carter even like. Oh, and like, of course, Brian. I mean, I Brian mean, goes. Brian goes without saying. But every time he was on screen, it was fantastic. But just yeah, like a lot of strong guests this season. So, yeah. but yeah, well, I just I think overall, just because I love, I love the Carolina friendship. So I think that's what tipped it over the edge for me. Uh, very good. I I think just from a sentimental value standpoint, I'm gonna go Brian the alien. Uh, but I think, I think I would agree that we had, we had some uh, really great guests on for, uh, season two. Let's, uh, check the chat really quickly. Um, we've got some love, uh, for, uh, let's see, go to the top. Uh, Andy says Linda Carter and Brenda Strong. And we've, uh, got, uh, Raul Coley is Jack Spear from Megan. Uh, lots of love for Tyler Hecklin, uh, from Philly Superman while he was 27 and Krypton site, uh, Jamie C is like Brian in all caps exclamation points. Uh, that's that's basically inside of my brain. That's how it comes across. Uh, Dave Jones says uh, Brenda Strong, comic girl uh, says Sharon Leal, uh, who played Miss Martian. Um, so yeah. I, oh, and one hundred eight Sage says Tyler Hecklin. So yeah. Uh, and uh, we got some love for Callista Plockhart. I think I think that should be pointed out that when she came back, she came back and it was like. This the show feels like Supergirl again. So it's it's funny how just just a, a a reappearance by Cat Grant totally totally changes things. So I, mm-hmm. I got to give it up for that. All right, so let's move on to uh, probably my favorite categories. Uh, so let's talk about the villains. Uh, so Carly, who would you say uh, would be your favorite villain of season two? Mm. <laughs> this one's hard too. Dang it! We had some no one, villains. no one, no one said this was going to be easy. This Nobody is a very. Nobody said it was easy. Uh, little Cole, little Cole play for you there. Um, uh, difficult uh, selection <laughs> process, but we have to commit to choices here. I know. So, um, All right. Okay. Well, you know, I think favorite villain. Uh, it's so hard. I feel like it would be, I think it's almost a two-way tie between Lillian Luther and Rhea. Mm. I think that's, I think that's it. Just because they both, both of those actresses committed so hard, (laughs) like just completely chewing the scenery and being so diabolical. So... I, it was evil. It was the season of evil moms. I guess it was. It was. <laughs> so well, Lillian and Rhea, I think, is a tie for me. All right, but I can't I w- decide. I will allow ties. That is, right. that is allowed according to the rules. So um, good choices. I think for favorite villain, I'm gonna go Lillian Luther, hands down. Because uh, every time she showed up, I was like, you know, really giddy. I knew something crazy was gonna happen. Um, mm-hmm. she, she was, she had lots of great moments against Supergirl. 
Um, and she was just, you know, she was nasty when she needed to be nasty, sassy when she needed to be sassy. Uh, so I think favorite villain, hands down, Lily and Luther for me. Uh, so let's check the chat, see who everybody else picks. Um, looks like we got some love for uh, Brenda Strong, uh, Mama Luther. Uh, Krypton side says Lillian Luther, um, Brenda Strong, and 108th Sage says Brenda Strong. Um, got some love for Rhea and uh, lots of love for Rhea and Lillian. So I think a lot of people are uh, coming to your same conclusion, Carly, that they they were t- the two of the the strongest villains of the season. Um, and just a quick update before we get to the next category. Uh, where did I see that? Uh, so we have an update for the fundraiser. We are now at $1,085. Uh, that's 72% of our goal. So uh, go to a DC, uh, TV slash fundraiser. If you have not donated yet and let's keep that number going up. So it's good to see that we've got some progress on the fundraising efforts. All right. So let's get back to the villain category. So we, we do favorite and best as two separate things because they can be different, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so who would you say would be the best villain? We've done favorite, but who is the best villain? Uh, I think Lillian Luther. I, I think the twist of her real identity was fabulous because we only knew her as the doctor for the first That's couple right. episodes. And then we get the reveal when Lena, she walks into Lena's office and Lena says, hi mom or something to that effect. It was probably more like, what are you doing here, mom? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Lillian was the best. I, I, I've seen people in the chat saying she was a season long villain. I, to me, it almost felt like, Lillian kind of held down the first half of the season and then Rhea picked up the baton and ran with it for the second half. Cause Lillian showed up at the end, but it was more like, okay, well, I guess we have to work together. The enemy, my enemy is my friend, that kind of thing. So she wasn't really, she was operating in her own interests to an extent, but I think they kind of split the season between the two of them as far as, the villainous activity. So I I would agree. I think you're, uh, that's an astute observation. I think Lillian was the the first half of the season was kind of the big bad. And then Rhea came in and finished it off. So I I think that that is correct. And so that's why I am personally going to give it to Rhea. She was I mean, she was nasty. She stabbed Supergirl with a kryptonite dagger. She Mm -hmm. killed her own husband um, she was out to take over the world and uh, she was all, you know, wearing all black and just, you know, she was, she was, she was awful in a lot of respects. She was, she was really terrible, but I did appreciate that what they did with her characters, that they gave her that love for her son for Monel, and it sort of gave her uh, a, a, you know, some more layers. So she wasn't just a, a mustache twirling villain. She did have some layers to her. And I thought Terry Hatcher did a really great job. I am a Terry Hatcher fan. I love her Lois Lane, uh, but I was I was very impressed that she was able to make me not think about Lois. Like I, she she became this Queen Rhea character who was the villain, and so I, I think that was, it was a good performance. So I think I would give it up to uh, Rhea for best villain of the season. Uh, let's see the chat. Uh, Andy Monell was not a villain. 
Um, although I, <laughs> <laughs> I think some people may think that those people are probably in the mon negative, uh, way negative, uh, part of the, the mon scale. Uh, <laughs> but if that's what you think, that's what you think. Uh, let's see. Dave Jones, uh, says Jeremiah Danvers. That's a, that's an interesting choice because Jeremiah did, he had a little bit of a twist where he seemed like he was on the wrong side of things with Cadmus. So. That is a, a good choice. Uh, Wally West 27 says, Mr. Mixias Pitalik. Uh, let's see who else do we have. So it, it looks like uh, there's some different opinions in the chat. So I, I like that. I like that. All right. So uh, now we're going to get into some favorite moments of season two. So uh, Carly, uh, which which moment or scene from season two kind of sticks out to you the most and, and is just like your favorite uh, part of season two? I keep, I feel like I keep, I'm just so repetitive with this, but man, it's gotta be Supergirl saving the ship in Exodus and Alex cheering her on through the window. So good. That was the moment I think when I was sitting at home watching and I was like, this is my show. Like this is Supergirl right here. This moment, you literally just clip that out of the episode and show it to somebody and go, that's the show right there. And that, and that, so I think that's, that almost might be my answer for like the next like three questions, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, for that one, for sure was favorite moment. Um, although honorary mention has to go to Kat, Rhea and, uh, Olivia Marsden FaceTiming in Air Force One. Oh, yes. It was like. Shut up, fives. Three tens are talking. <laughs> that's exactly what it was like. That's a that's a good pull. That's a good pull, Carly. Um, I had almost forgotten about that. That that is that was truly a great moment because it did it start that scene starts off with Cat kind of walking in. We see her feet and it reveals her and she why why Cat is on Air Force One. Why 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 shouldn't she be on Air Force One? Uh, why so, not? <laughs> why not? So I that's a great choice. But I would I would agree with you. I think Exodus is a kind of a I don't want to say a no brainer, but that's that's the one that I go to when I think of season two. Is I think of that moment um, just because that is. For me, that is kind of what the the show is all about. Uh, so I would agree. Um, Dave Jones uh, agrees about the the ship saving scene in Exodus. Uh, let's see. Uh, Krypton site says favorite moment was when Supergirl and Superman saved the ship in the season premiere. Uh, let's see. Uh, Wally West twenty seven would also say the team up uh, in the first episode. Uh, I th- yeah, one one hundred eighth Sage also agrees about the Superman Supergirl team up. So that uh was very popular, very popular amongst the listeners in the chat. And uh, Mark HB says Superman strolling into the DEO. So that's a good choice. So lots of uh Superman related answers to uh and picks for that question. And I think uh, just for time's sake, let's uh hop to uh kind of our final category. So let's go season two MVP. Carly, who would you say is the most valuable player of season two? Hmm. Callista Flockhart. <laughs> that was my answer in season one. And I think it's going to be my answer in season two. Cause when she came back, it made everything better. 
<laughs> then it made me sad too because I was like, yeah. But but you know, like you were saying, Melissa Benoist is the show's secret weapon. I think um, Calista Flockhart's kind of like the backup. You know, they pull that they pull that card out. They were like, we need this for the finale. Um, but yeah, I think she was just a breath of fresh air again for the show. So it was a nice way to end things. I think I think. I think what's one of the reasons for me why it felt like the season ended on a high note. Yeah. Great, great choice. Uh, I think, all right, this is going to be an unpopular choice, but if we're going for the definition of most valuable player, who, who of the season, if you removed them, the season would not work. Um, I'm going to blow some minds here, but I'm going to say Monel of Daxum. I think he was the season two MVP. If you removed Monel from the season, the season would not make any sense. Uh, he was there from the premiere to the finale, uh, but both times in a pod, in a space, in a Kryptonian space pod. <laughs> so I guess they uh, they enjoyed the book ending of that. And I think all of the story elements really converged into the Daxamite thing of the season. So while he was a very uh, controversial character this season i think i would give it up for uh monel for season two mvp also brian brian. (laughs) also brian i brian was a a surprise i think to all of us uh by (laughs) how much we enjoyed him but i think um if we learned anything from season one is that you don't dismiss the minor supporting character don't don't just just because they're in the background doesn't mean they're important they might have been in the show for four episodes and you just missed them. <laughs> as we're learning, as we're learning from our season one rewatch. Uh, uh, so, you know, Kelly, Kelly taught us a lot of things about how to watch Supergirl. And one of them is to pay attention to those supporting characters. And so I think that's why that's my that's my personal opinion about why we got so attached to Brian is because he stood out as one of those supporting characters. And it was a just a, an absolute delight every time he popped up on the screen. So I think that's a, that's also a good choice um, if you were going to give out the MVP. Uh, let's see. In the chat, uh, there's some love for Callista Flockhart from Megan and the 108 Sage. Uh, Mark says uh, Kyler Lee. Krypton Site says Kara. Comica Girl also gives it up to, to Brian the Alien. Clearly a uh, very good choice. Uh, Dave Jones says when. Uh, let's see... Yeah, we've we've got some lots of lots of love for Brian in the chat. Uh, and before we uh, move on, because we've got some snap judgments, it's not a Supergirl radio episode if we don't have some snap judgments. But before we get to that, uh, we have a new a new go a new uh, percentage raised for the fundraiser. We now have reached seventy five percent of our goal. Uh, we uh, the current total is one thousand one hundred thirty five dollars. So we don't have that much more to go to to reach our goal of fifteen hundred dollars. And uh, every little bit helps. Uh, you don't have to give huge amounts uh, to donate. Give anything you can uh, to help the World Wildlife Fund uh, help the planet. They do a lot of stuff uh, in their conservation efforts with animals and the environment. Uh, so uh, please consider donating if you can. Go to dctvpodcast.com uh, slash fundraiser to do that if you would like all right, so I think this is the time where we, we should uh, play uh, Snap Judgments, which if you've never listened to Supergirl Radio before, this is how this is going to go. Uh, the Snap Judgments is a, kind of a, a game that we play in honor of Snapper Carr. 
even though he doesn't snap on the show, we're, we're going to do some uh, snapping in the podcast. And so for this episode, for this hour of the fundraiser, we're going to do some World Wildlife Fund related snap judgments. Um, and the chat room, feel free to play along with us. There's no right or wrong answer. Just go with your first instinct. Uh, and so let's get to it, Carly. Okay, so the first one. Would you rather see Supergirl go up against Gorilla Grodd or King Shark? What would you say, Carly? Gorilla Grodd. I think I would go Gorilla Grodd. Let's see uh, if the, if the uh, chat room... Chat room, Gorilla Grodd or King Shark? Which one would you like to see Supergirl go up against? Uh, Dave Jones says Gorilla Grodd. Uh, Comica Girl, King Shark. Megan Green says Grodd. Oh, there's lots of love for Grodd. Uh, Philly Superman says King Shark for the Superboy connection. That's interesting. Uh, Wally West 27 says King Shark. I think either way it could work. Uh, but the thing about a snap judgment, you got to make a choice. You got to commit to something. Uh, so Megan Green uh, says... Uh, I, I think she's gone Gorilla Grodd on this one. Uh, the 108 Sage says Gorilla Grodd. So lots of different answers there, uh, but no right or wrong answer. Okay, so next snap snap judgment. Uh, should Cara Danvers blob? <laughs> if, if Cara Danvers was going to blob, should she blob about sustain, sustainable food or a tropical rainforest? What, what would you want to read a Cara Danvers blob about, Carly? Mm, sustainable food. I think I would also go sustainable food. Uh, chat room. Which which Cara Danvers blob which you, w- would you rather read? Would you rather read her blobbing about uh, how to create sustainable food or what uh, WWF is doing to help the tropical rainforests? All right. So Philly Superman says rainforest. Dave Jones says tropical rainforest. Jamie C says rainforest. Uh, we got some food. In there from L's71182, uh, the 108 Sage says tropical rainforest uh, because she can get a first-person view. That's an interesting uh, observation there. Uh, and Comica Girl says rainforest. Good points. All right, so next snap, snap judgment. All right, this is going to be a tough one. Which feline friend would you rather see Cara Danvers interact with? Streaky the super cat or a Sumatran tiger? Carly. Do you have a, a favorite feline <laughs> friend that she should uh, uh, hang out with? Streaky. I'm still bitter that it wasn't in the pod. Oh, my gosh. That would be a totally different season, too, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. Switch out streak, Monel for Streaky for the whole season and then see what happens. <laughs> oh, that would be good. That would be good. <laughs> evil super cats. Evil super cat invasion. <gasps> Oh, I, I know with snap judgments, we, we don't really give ex- explanations. That's the kind of the whole point about snap judgments. But what if there was a season long villain of evil streaky and, and she had to, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. I would, and then I would, the, the portal opens and a bunch, a bunch of super cats just invade national city. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, the, the WWF, uh, or the World Wildlife Fund would have a lot of problems on their hand if uh, evil streaky the super cats were running amok on the planet. Oh wow, that I would watch that. I would totally watch that. Um, I kind of would like to see her. Uh, streaky is a is a good choice, but I think I would like to see her go up against a tiger, a Sumatran tiger. What would that look like? I think I could be into that. 
Uh, let's see what do we have in the chat room. So Dave Jones says streaky. Philly Superman says streaky. Comica Girl says streaky. Lots of lots of love for streaky. Uh, Wally West says streaky. L71182 says the tiger, the Sumatran tiger. The 108 Sage says, I want to go tiger, but only if the tiger is called Tonky Tawny. I mean, that could be arranged. We'll just assume that's the, the name of the tiger. Uh, Mark HB says streaky. Uh, let's see. Oh, L71182 also suggests Supergirl versus Cheetah. That could be a combination of the two, maybe. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see Cheetah on the show, but uh, that could be a way to uh, make that happen. Uh, oh, uh, Philly Superman also gives a good uh, problem to this difficult question. Compromise and have a Sumatran tiger named Streaky. Oh, I like that. That that could work. That could work. I like that. All right. Uh, so let's go. All right. This is our last uh, snap judgment. Uh, so, all right. What would be more adorable? We're, we're going adorable quality here. Supergirl swimming with sea turtles or... Hanging out with polar bears at the Fortress of Solitude. Carly, which one would be more adorable? Aw, the polar bears. <laughs> <laughs> I want her to snuggle with bears at the Fortress of Solitude. Okay, that that that, that is a high level of adorableness. Uh, and she she could do it, too. She, she wouldn't have to fear being overtaken by the polar bears because she's got super strength. And she could deal with the cold weather. So that mm-hmm. is totally something she could do. I have this image of, do you remember the old Coke commercials with the polar bears? Yes. From like the holidays. I just have this image of her with like a little baby polar bear, like drinking Coca-Cola. Oh, that is, okay. That's pretty adorable. Okay. (laughs) That, that's a good choice. I was going to go see turtles. I was because I really want to see Supergirl underwater just to see her have to swim. That'd Uh, be cool. But I think you've convinced me. I think (laughs) I'm going to go Supergirl and polar bears. All right, so who does the chat think would be the most adorable situation? Okay, Philly Superman says polar bears. Uh, Dave Jones says polar bears. Comic Girl says polar bears. Uh, pretty much everybody is saying polar bears at this point. Uh, so yeah, I think we I think we've determined that that needs to happen in season three. Is that Supergirl mm-hmm. when she's at the Fortress of Solitude, she needs to cuddle with a baby polar bear. We we she just does. wrote an episode, you guys. That's we did. That's what, what should happen um and speaking of season three since we've got uh, a few minutes uh left um carly do you have like a wish list for season three like is there something from the comics that you know of that you you uh would kind of throw out there that you want to see them adapt like a character you want brought in or uh some sort of scenario you think would work um is there is there anything in season three that you would be like if i could write an episode i would do this do you have any speculations or wish lists? Oh man, that's a good. That's a good. Oh, it's a big I question. Mean, I know that is a big question. Hmm. No. If you want to, if you want to think about it, some. No, wait. Hold on a second. <laughs> Although now I'm blanking, I'm blanking. I, on... I, can, I, I can start with mine. No, Avengers. Wanna... Wait, 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 wait. Avengers of Supergirl. Yeah. Oh, just thought of it. Uh, I want a facet. I want a facet. Oh, yeah. uh, I want facet in season three, which if you guys listening haven't read Avengers of Supergirl, the villain uh, created by Sterling Gates, who I absolutely love, is 
Bassett, and she's I don't even know what is she made of some like it's sort crazy, of like, like diamond like yeah. you know uh like rock, and she worked with Supergirl's mom back on Krypton, and she was kind of like I guess she was like some kind of enforcer, right? For yeah, at, uh, at Fort Ross, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. so. Bassett would be a fantastic villain, I think, for season three. So that would be one of that would be one thing I'd want. Uh, I I agree. I think that would be cool to to pull from uh, Adventures of Supergirl. I think Facet is a is a is an easy thing they could bring in because we've had some Krypton elements uh, show up on the show, and Fort Ross is a thing that is part of the canon of the show. So you could definitely worker I, I don't know i don't know where she would come from i don't know if she was in for Roz when it crashed like i don't know so uh but i mean they could do it you could do it you could you could find a way to bring you could do it like she was actually in the phantom zone this whole time and yeah it, found a could, way to get out and then her whole storyline is like trying to make Kara more like her mother yes yes i like that mm-hmm. um i think in terms of villains, I I really uh, Adventures of Supergirl really did uh, make me wish Psy could come on the show because mm-hmm. I I think for me I really want to see Supergirl the TV show change up some of the way it does episodes. Yeah, um, because because it's a lot. The format is a lot of you know, uh, not to borrow like a smallville term, but like a freak of the week kind of a thing where there's you know an episode like a villain you have to stop or whatever. But in a lot of it's you know in National City, of course, and um, I I just kind of you know I especially in the comics we've seen this a lot in on Supergirl radio is that we've seen some comics like even in Rebirth we've seen this kind of thing where characters like including Supergirl will go into like a dreamscape. Or some sort of, uh, you know, uh, place where they have, you know, Kryptonian werewolves and, you know, she's riding battle cats and things like that. I would love to see an episode where they just go nuts. uh, Where they have, like, dream sequences and, you know, uh, some sort of just kind of an alternate universe type thing. They sort of did that a little bit with, um, in season one, with For the Girl Who Has Everything. Where they sort of turned some things on, on, on their head heads uh but i would love to see something like that where they just totally flipped the script in terms of format and brought in some of those kinds of supergirl villains and maybe hey if they want to include a hot kryptonian werewolf i'm, <laughs> I'm for that too because we we've we've seen that in supergirl rebirth with laura yes give me some so, laura on action <laughs> so i mean that could also be a welcome uh additional element to the show so i i would like to see something like that and i also if i was going to make a pitch i would want to see something where and i think this has been missing a little bit for me because i think in season one we saw Kara get attached to cat grant she made a lot of you know human connections with other people and so i would like to see something more akin to that in season three and maybe we will with lena luther but I some of my favorite Supergirl stories are ones like with Bizarro Girl or even there's a there's a Supergirl story where she wants to cure a little boy of cancer. And so I would love to see some sort of uh, character thing with Supergirl or with Kara where she makes a connection with someone else. And it like goes throughout the whole season where she, you know, becomes invested in someone and, and wants to tell their story. So 
I, that would be my pitch if, uh, you know, keep it, keep it small. You know, we don't always have to save the entire world every time. I mean, maybe we do, I don't know. Uh, but I, I would say do a, do a story where it's a little smaller, where it's a little more intimate. Um, so that would be, uh, my suggestion. And, uh, let's see what the chat room is putting out there. Uh, let's see. So Philly Superman says, uh, death of Supergirl for season three and bring in matrix as her Superboy, and then have her secret identity be her cousin, Linda Danvers. So yeah, that, that could be another way to kind of turn some things, uh, you know, in, to sort of an alternate timeline or universe. Uh, the 108 sa- Sage says Brainiac 5 and some other Legion stuff, which is definitely possible. Uh, they could definitely bring in some more Legion of superheroes. Uh, let's see. Justin says Lois. I mean, come on. Let's mm-hmm. let's, let's let's bring on Lois Lane. We've been talking about her, but uh, she hasn't shown up on the series. Uh, Dave Jones wants to see Lex. I mean, if Lena's going to be around for uh, season three... Let's bring on some more Luthers. Uh, got suggestion from Els71182 about Feora. Uh, we could bring in some more Kryptonians. Um, Maxwell Lord could come back. Bring some more, Yeah, we could bring uh, some more season one people back. Maybe Lucy Lane could show back up. Uh, so let's see. Ooh, Els71182 says a full episode on Mars. Would you be into that, Carly? Yes. Yes, 100%. <laughs> 100 percent 100 be fun and i think that would be a good way to kind of have something different a little refreshing episode where we get to spend some time on mars because we know miss martian is hanging out on mars yeah so so we could go visit uh mcgann um comica girl wants crypto or streaky and i think uh we would all be into that some super pets that's maybe that could go, that could go along with me wanting something a little more intimate and for her to make a connection with somebody. Maybe Kara needs to adopt a cat. I think and she maybe, needs to adopt a pet. Yes. Yes. I think may, and maybe, maybe that, this pet uh, is a super pet. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is a super pet somehow has some sort of, uh, accident where somehow, uh, gets super abilities. I, think that could actually be worked in very well into the show because at the end of season two she's a little bummed out Monel had to leave she's really sad and maybe alex is like hey maggie and i adopted a dog named gertrude maybe <laughs> you should get a pet too to cheer you up here's a cat maybe she gives her a cat i don't know i think that could be woven into the story very easily um also some mentions in the chat about power girl I think that would be pretty cool um, since we've gotten some of the multiverse uh, part. You know, we, we have had some of that on Supergirl where they have talked about the multiverse. You know, Supergirl has gone to the Flashes. Uh, well, the Flash came to her Earth and she's kind of uh, got that little portal. So that could be something we could maybe meet an Earth to Supergirl. That could be cool. I would be very much into that. So, yeah. So... If the writers are listening, which I don't know if they are, but we have we have lots of ideas for season three. Take them or leave them. Uh, but we, we uh, have done some pitching. All right. Well, I think that is going to do it. We only have about five minutes left. So we're going to do some plugs and uh, get out of here. Um, but thank you uh, to everyone in the chat for participating in our second annual Supergirl Radio Awards and for making some elections and doing some snap ju- snap judgments with us uh we would like to remind everybody yeah yeah give it up i hope everybody <laughs> in the chat is doing some snaps 
Uh, we would like to remind everyone that if you can head over to dctvpodcast.com slash fundraiser and donate to the World Wildlife Fund since we are raising money for them today. And uh, you can, if you want to follow us and contact us at Supergirl Radio, we have many ways to do that. Uh, if you go to supergirlradio.com, you'll find all of our links on the right side of the page. We are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. We're on Google Play and iHeartRadio. You can check out all of our music that we've put together in a playlist. So we are a literal Supergirl Radio. That is what we are on Spotify. You can go and check out our playlist. And we are listed on DC's fan page at dccomics.com slash dcfans. We are available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you have time, we encourage you to give us a rating and write a review. Thank you to Cast 53 who left us an iTunes review. That was very nice. Yes, thank you very much for that. And I, I guess I will do the honors in doing the DCTV plug since uh, Morgan... <laughs> Actually, let me, because oh, I will... Uh, yeah. I, I, let me show it. how it's done. So if you love DCTV and you want to have... The best network to listen to featuring Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Legends Tomorrow, Gotham, iZombie, DC Films, Classic DC TV Shows, Now Black Lightning, and Krypton, and Titans. Head over to DCPockets.com, subscribe to our mega feed, and on, on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, and follow on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at DC Podcast. Boom! You, you carry Nailed on. It. Nailed it. Nailed it. You, you've been training for this all your life, I think, Andy. Uh, I, th- I, think, I, th- I think you did a great job uh, covered everything um, for me if you want to contact me or follow me you can follow me on twitter at derbykid that's d-e-r-b-y-k-i-d you can follow, find my videos at youtube.com slash duckmilkprod that's d-u-c-k-m-i-l-k-p-r-o-d if you want to hear me talk more about Supergirl and uh, the finale I was a guest on 920 W-O-N's New York at Night to talk about Supergirl and you can find them on Facebook at W-O-N 920 and uh, Carly, do you have anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. No, I don't. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, you can find me on Twitter at my name, Carly Lane. Uh, I'm currently writing over at Nerdist and Sci-Fi Wire. So keep your eyes peeled. They're doing a really cool rebrand at Sci-Fi Wire. Um, I actually just started doing a daily link roundup. Uh, for them called Objects in Space. So if any of you have any cool genre-related, sci-fi-related, fun comics-related, all that kind of stuff, um, any long-form pieces or podcast episodes or artwork or anything cool that you want us to plug on the website, you can contact me on Twitter or you can reach out to the Fangirls Twitter, which is at sci-fi, S-Y-F-Y, Fangirls, F-A-N-G-R-R-L-F. Awesome. And I know you you recently wrote about Batman and Robin. Is, is, there, any, is there any intention to go back into any more Batman films, uh, rewatches? <laughs> would, you, would you like to do any more uh, analyses or analysis on <laughs> well, any Batman films? Batman and Robin was for the anniversary uh, because it was the 20th anniversary this past, was it last week or two weeks ago? Um, and I know they just had the Batman Returns anniversary, which I didn't do anything for that. I think it was 25, 25 anniversary. Um, but we'll see. Maybe. Uh, they do a fun series, which is basically like things I learned while rewatching whatever movie. Um, 
So it's fun to kind of revisit. And it basically gives me an excuse to just live tweet and get paid for it. Nice. (laughs) It's basically what I do all the time anyway. Um, But we'll see. I mean, let's put it this way. Batman and Robin is ridiculous, but also really fun. And it's still really, it's still really fun even after 20 years. So. Well, I'm glad someone is celebrating it. It should be mentioned that it is the uh, the only movie that I know of that has, like, it, it attempted to do the Bat Family. So it had yep. uh, Batman, Robin, Batgirl. So kudos to that. Even if uh, some of it is ridiculous, like every six months I, I put it in just to see if it's as bad as I remember. And it usually is. Uh, <laughs> but it did. I will give it credit for that. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's very fun. Well, I think that's going to do it. I think our time is up. So until the next Supergirl Radio Awards, I'm still Rebecca Johnson. I'm still Carly Lane. And thank you for everyone uh, who joined us this hour of the DCTV Podcast Marathon to raise money for the World Wildlife Fund. And hang around because I think DC Films Podcast is up next. <laughs> <laughs>